Hey guys, Henning E. Morton from Flip Normals. In this video, we're going to be talking about what you need to know before you're starting at university. Before that though, make sure to uh, subscribe and hit, hit the notification button just to get notified every time we put out a new video. When people start universities, they often have a completely unrealistic view of what to get out of it and if they even have a view what to get out of it. A lot of people, they just go to university because they, they're told by their parents to do so <laughs> or it's just society telling them to actually do that. We are going to be talking about what you can actually expect to get out of a university if you're going to be studying art or 3D specifically and what you cannot expect to get out of it. Yeah, it's not going to be our anarchist video, but like, oh, fuck the system. And no. no, no, it's definitely you go to university and what to expect. Yeah, we're not going to we're not going to say not to go here. We have other videos where we're saying don't go to university for any cost or any for any reason whatsoever. This is going to be all right. You already decided to go. What? How do you deal with that? Yeah. For a lot of people, going to university is definitely the right move. Even going to a bad one can also be the right move. Maybe you meet the love of your life or, you know, you fall in love with the city, the university is. Or maybe you just learn discipline, whatever it might be. So for a lot of people, going to university is absolutely awesome. Mm -hmm. So there are a few things you should really know about what you can expect at universities. The first thing is that it's a really, really good idea if you have some pre-knowledge of what it is you're going to be teaching. University is by definition higher education and it's not a beginner's course. Like if you were studying mathematics, you wouldn't be starting with like the basics of mathematics or biology. You're not talking about the basics of it. You're already starting at a pretty higher level. And I think that's pretty important to keep in mind when you're studying 3D as well, because so many people, they're starting with university where they don't know anything but drawing art fundamentals, have no idea about any 3D software and some of these people absolutely learn a lot of stuff along the way but the problem is that you're just now starting behind a lot of other people mm. and three years really isn't a long time to learn any of this i think one of the main issues as well is that uh, not all but a lot of students who go to university especially when it's 3d and art focused they expect to come in fresh not knowing anything about anything and they'll just magically be pooped out as a professional you're like oh i have everything i need to get started it's like it's almost as if a lot of students expect that just the act of attending a university makes you a professional it, it makes you ready to work in the industry and get a job whereas the the reality is it's a hundred percent how much work you put into it even if you go to the best schools who have the best placement rates if you just slack off then you're still not going to get a job yeah, it doesn't matter how how high your reputation is. Let's say oh, the school has, let's say you go into university where uh, 95% of every single uh, student who's gone through it has now got a job at Blizzard. Now, that's never going to happen, but to say for <laughs> sake of argument, uh, you would now assume that there will be a 95% chance that you would now go to Blizzard. When in reality, there isn't a percentage chance. It's like Morton just said, 100% dependent on your own view. Yeah, You always see this in classes where, you know, some people just don't get hired and some people just really get hired. There if 10% of the class gets hired at good companies, there isn't a 10% chance. You have to put in the work yourself. The schools will, we've been talking about this before, they will straight up lie to you to get get you to, to attend a school and to, you know, to get your money. They're businesses and they will tell you lies to get you in there. So keep in mind that you have to put in the hours to learn the things you want to learn. Yeah, I mean, it, it might sound pretty dystopian. It's like, oh, the schools just want your money. But, you know, the bottom line is, like Kenny says, it's a business. Yeah. They, they are in this to make money. Obviously, 
there's people in the schools whose whose sole mission is you know they're good people and they really want to see you excel um that of course that happens that it's it's everywhere but the schools exist you know to make money obviously and also to educate people but first and foremost it's a business so i mean we've seen this a lot of times on like a different kinds of recruitment drives where schools and courses are out and advertising for you know, for what they are you know it's effectively a product that they're selling and they're selling it to 16 7 year olds 17 year olds who aren't capable of buying alcohol or doing any decisions yet but still they're trying to lure young people into making a financial commitment that's going to lock them down for the next 40 years so you have to just be sure and so you know just don't take their word for it basically no so if you are if you now decided to go to university basically any one of them i would go and re-examine the claims they made Mm -hmm. and they are going to be saying that uh, 20 students have now gone to Pixar, which is statistically just probable if universities existed since the mid-90s, that you will have a high percentage which has ended up in high-profile jobs. Yeah. So re-examine that and don't really believe it. Like, Or rather, what, what these rates are, it, they're completely irrelevant to you because maybe these people just work their absolute asses off. Yeah, it's not like it's not necessarily because they atten- attended you know, school X that they ended up at Pixar it's most likely because of the effort they put into, you know, the time that they spent when they were there. Exactly. Now, that said, though, so a lot of universities, they have really good connections to the studios. And that so helps. That really helps. Like, they, uh, like, we've been going around to universities ourselves just in connection to, like, where we work at DNEG and just talking to the different studios there and, like, kind of, like, kind of there as recruitment drive. Like, yeah. talking to some of the students and just being like, hmm, who can we send back to uh, our head of department or to recruitment? Because we come there as more qualified people people who know that but um so there can definitely be a real advantage to the university's network there but uh but in order to take advantage of that network you have to be good so one of this brings us to one of the points which is that when you are attending universities you have to have an idea what you want to get out of this like you shouldn't be too specific here which means that if you're going into university because you and you are 100% set that you're going to be a a Houdini artist Mm. I mean maybe some people are just that set but unless you really know what you are talking about unless you know exactly what Houdini is and what effects art it is you I I would recommend that you're not that specific but that you go into university with the attention of let's say I want to be a professional vfx artist or you want Mm -hmm. to work in games or you know at least you have a broader goal i've I've seen a lot of students coming and go into university where their intention seems to be kind of vague i want to i want to get better at art or whatever but yeah but you want to make a living out of it or do you want to have it as a hobby uh when you're working as a barista it's it's so important that you figure out what you want to get out of it i think an excellent example of this was um there's a student of ours that we that we taught and he contacted me recently saying like hey i'm i'm really not sure what to do you know in terms of like my career path uh school is telling me one thing you guys are telling me something else you know getting pulled at from every direction and finding conflicting information and it's like oftentimes the advice that we will be giving you guys is probably the opposite of what the university universities will be saying (laughs) and that i can see why that's kind of a problem because who do you trust and the thing is for a lot of people that come in and they attend a university, um, we're, we're all taught this, you know, we're all taught to like, okay, we trust the system, it's education, it's something that you have to do, it's worked for hundreds of years, so whatever they say is law. 
Um, whereas in reality, what will help you a lot is just start to, you know, exercise your critical thinking. Think about why are they saying the things that they are and specifically what would that do? Like in this example, it was like, okay, um, this, this guy was, uh, he was attending school and he really wanted to be an environment artist. And he knew that, you know, day one, I can't remember from day one, but let's just, let's just say it was day one. He knew he wanted to be an environment artist, probably has prior experience with 3D, has done it for a few years or at least tried it out and is pretty set in his ways. Now, I would still recommend, like you do your first year and you maybe don't focus on it 100%. Maybe you do 80% of what you are almost 100% certain that you want to do. But the re the remaining 20%, um, you use that for exploration. You use that to, you know, to figure out, okay, what other disciplines are there? Is there anything I can complement my skills with? Um, even though, you know, you want to do that one thing and you, you're 100% set in, in your ways, it's good to figure out what's the rest of the pipeline about. Uh, not necessarily that you have to change what you want to do, but just being aware of what happens in the rest of the pipeline. And I think that helps you overall, like we've talked about before, you know, when you're doing modeling, even if you're not doing texturing, uh, knowing about the texturing workflow is going to help your UVs, which in turn will help the texture artists down the line. Yeah, I would really say that the first year of university, you should just explore. I mean, like, yeah, there are people who are just really set in what you yeah. want to do. I mean, then like, then just do that. And that's awesome. You know? Yeah, that's that's fantastic. That's just going to make every, your life a lot easier. But, you know, if you aren't entirely sure, you know, just just shoot some 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 threads out here. See what you want to try out, you know, try out lighting for a little bit. Maybe mm -hmm. experiment with games, you know, whatever it might be. Just, just try it out. And the thing is, you have a whole year there where you can can experiment. I was talking to somebody now who just finished university in the UK and was saying that in the UK at least the grades from the first year literally aren't even registered. <laughs> so in that case, you know, just go wild. That also brings us over to, of course, grades. Oh yes. Which is that your grades will not matter in any way, shape or form. Like they are completely irrelevant yeah. to your work. They don't even, you know, I, I'm not really, I can't remember the terminology of all that uh, let's say you study at a university to get a bachelor's degree. Uh, it doesn't matter for points or whatever. You get your bachelor's degree, you're fine. Your bachelor's degree will help you get a visa and stay in the country more permanently if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, so aiming for grades that will let you pass, but again, emphasizing that you want to use most of your time on doing spare time projects and whatever the assignments are at school that are relevant. I think that's the important part. I see students spend so much time on, on the on the written assignments, like really do the bare minimum, which means you aren't going to fail. And honestly, in this field, failing is really tricky Yeah. because like people, you aren't expecting to, to hand in like crazy long crazy long essays about very very specific things it's not very hard to pass it's kind of back to what you know the one of the first points like what do you want to get out of it you know you attend you let's 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 say that part of what you learn in university you have you want to cover 3d modeling animation lighting effects that kind of stuff uh, part of what you do in university is also writing essays is that a part you want to focus on? Is that a part you want to be better at? If yes, sure, go for it. Then maybe don't do 3D. If not, then maybe forego the importance of like writing the papers and all the time you would need to spend on the papers, focusing on your grades, and instead focusing on the thing that will actually get you a job. Now, I know this is not going to be like a super popular opinion. There's, we're definitely going to get some messages from teachers saying like, this is bullshit. Students are going to be confused because they've been taught their entire lives that grades are the most important. But... No one that I've ever, ever worked with has said when they came out of universities, my grade was what got me the job. 
No, we finished school around five years ago now. And um, when we look back at the people from our class, we the, their their grades is, has literally no correlation to their current success. No. They so, might look at what school you've gone to and be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But it's it's nothing more than that. Like, we've also had people ask us, like, what do they ask? What if they ask for my grade papers? That's not going to happen. Why would they? It's, it's like, I don't know. If you're applying for a job as a carpenter and they ask for are you good at making a sandwich or something yeah. like completely arbitrary that doesn't affect how well you do your job? When when we technically graduated, we've been both working for around six months in the field because, you know, that's often how it works. You finish school and then you have around six months grace period where yeah. maybe, you, maybe you're an intern or whatever it might be. So when, when I got my grades, I got my grade over the phone in a meeting room at NPC when I was texturing <laughs> on Batman v Superman. Like that's like there yeah. was just no correlation whatsoever between your grades. And yeah, we are, we are talking a bit about this in this video about grades because... We, we just see people wasting their time, wasting months and months of time. Yeah. I was visiting a school last year and a girl, she was showing me some photogrammetry, but she showed me an 80-page paper she'd written on photogrammetry. And like, yeah, I'm sure she learned a lot and, and whatever, but ultimate what matters is can you do photogrammetry? Yeah. I'm not sure if she could. I, I know she had a lot of technical knowledge about it, mm. but... Who really cares about it? Unless you're writing documentation for, yeah. I, I guess, a photo scan or whatever it is, then it's completely beside the point. If you're spending more time on your papers and essays and stuff like that than you are doing on your work, you are, you're like, you're being cheated by the university. Yeah, it's really pointless, actually. Completely pointless. <laughs> Another thing we want to talk about is... Um, like how fast things just go yeah. you know it's like we talked about the first year is really for experimentation and that's great because especially let's say you haven't done that much prep and you got into your first year first year you figure out okay what is the entire pipeline about because it can be hard to figure out online you know what actually goes into it but the school the first year of the school hopefully should give you a, more, a better overview of that but after that year like we talked about maybe then you have another six months uh, to figure out, okay, now I'm fairly certain what I want to do. You spend the next six months getting more into that. Now you're halfway done. Yeah, you know, that goes by insanely fast. That was one of the first things the the people who ran, ran the school at Animation Workshop told us when we could start. Like day one, they were gonna. They said that you these three years will go insanely fast. Yeah, and that's true. Like now we've been out of school for some time, and we're just seeing that that. I mean, just for our own career, so like it's five years ago since yeah. we graduated, and it feels like you know it's just like a few like a few moments ago. And if you know if you're you don't necessarily know what you want to do, and but you know it's a future, it's a problem, it's a problem for future you. You'll figure it out in like six months or so. But, but it, it's always going to be a problem for future. Yeah, you. exactly. Then in six months, you're like, ah, oh, still a problem for future. Me. I'll, <laughs> yeah. figure, I'll figure it out. And you only have so many six months. You have like six times six months in school <laughs> so you know if you waste just one of them now you you're just really in trouble there is a very real deadline for when you're finishing up here yeah so if you you know if you haven't got anything if you don't know what you want to do and you're like in your uh, end of your second year now you really really have to get started there mm -hmm. And what some people then do is they're like, oh, it's fine. I'll just take a master's. Oh, cool. So you take on 15,000 more pound, more of debt and um, and then just do the same thing. And I think that actually, that just reminds me to something um, which we often see. And we, we've talked to a few students about this. And every time we mention, some, we mention 
a master's and some people had ones where someone was actually doing a master's and we talked about it <laughs> didn't know and we were like yeah doing a master's is a waste of time he just looked at us he was like oh shit <laughs> oh really i don't i don't need a master's we're so sorry dude because the thing is like what you do is like you just spend two more years amassing more debt and still figuring out what you want to do whereas you know in reality those two years were probably because you didn't maybe you didn't work hard enough the first three years i don't know everyone's situation could be different so i'm not going to say that is the reason but i would say in most cases a master's degree is just because um, it's just like it's a way of, of prolonging uh you getting a job or you applying um if that makes any sense yeah it really doesn't matter in terms of hiring what matters is uh, you're not going to be a more hire no no you might you know obviously you'll get more of those like special visa points um but if if the studio wants you and you're willing to relocate then that is not really going to be relevant anyway another thing to keep in mind as well is that you should really network with students in the school and outside of the school yes. meaning in communities online it's incredibly easy to when you're in school you, you listen to all the normal video just telling you to work like a beast and all that kind of stuff <laughs> and then you don't go to any parties and you don't really get fr- make friends and all that kind of mm. stuff knowing getting to know people in school in your community around you is incredibly important first off you can be having friends which turns out having friends is great <laughs> but uh, but second off you'll you know the, the person next to you in school might be the person who gets you the job in a few years yeah so this is really a a, a profession which is it's like 60 percent hard skills and then like the remaining is just soft skills it like, is a, sometimes it is a little annoying how much your connections actually matter yeah um it's unfortunate but it's just the reality of it um obviously if you're like a mega rock star just amazing at what you do then getting a job will be less of a problem but let's face it the majority of us just aren't the super rock stars we have to rely on you know the the rules of the game and and that's how it's played unfortunately so definitely keep keep that in mind before you're you're isolating yourself or being a complete asshole to other students because we've seen that you know and like people the problem I'm not going to say it's a problem. I guess it's it's just like it's just the result of this industry being so small. Um, step on enough people's toes, and it can be a handful of people. You know, if you misbehave, uh, you're acting like an asshole. Uh, unfortunately, well, or maybe fortunately, you know, word travels, and and that can really have an impact on on your future career. Yeah, we know for a fact that uh, because people have been. Uh, been behaving just terrible terrible people in the flip normals discord also we have a flip normals discord uh, because people have been behaving there they have been rejected from job interviews yeah. and that's just in our tiny little sphere yeah. and that was just because they were just uncomfortable and then they applied at uh, at one of the, uh, the other members uh, workplace and they were just rejected yeah and there was had nothing to do with their skill sets this was entirely because of your reputation but that's so. also because the studio has to make a call there like okay are they going to be a good team player And if you, especially if you hear from your current hires that, well, you know, I've worked with this person before and they're really hard to work with. They don't take feedback well. They're not a team player. Then the studio is going to go, well, we have like 60 other applicants. Let's go with someone you did work with and you have positive things to say about. Exactly. Also, something you need to know about when it comes to your future university is the teachers. The teachers can be ranging from absolutely fantastic to the exact opposite, where you can't trust them at all. <laughs> uh, you you need to look at each teacher case by case, yeah. and don't 
don't assume that they're good just because they have a good because they have a good CV. If somebody has been working at Weta and done all the Lord of the Rings movie or whatever, like that might not mean anything. There's a huge difference between being a good professional and being a good teacher. And maybe they aren't even a good professional because maybe they might not have done it for 15 years. You need to be very careful who you listen to and who you get feedback, or who gives you feedback because they can really, really give you some bad feedback. I mean, and, and like I, I, I would say this even extends to us. Like just because we say something, don't just go like, oh, Flip Normal said it. No. That must, must mean that it's like gospel. No, like whatever we tell you, I, I would expect you to treat that with the same kind of skepticism as you would from any school or any teacher. Um, obviously, you know, we run the Flip Normal's marketplace where we sell people things. So again, we run a business. Yeah. Um, we try to be as transparent as possible and give you the best information. But, you know, sometimes maybe we say something that's out of date or, or doesn't exactly jive with a particular school. So, you know, I, I would uh, invite everyone to like whatever we say, just make sure you research it and you're like, okay, this makes sense. Okay, I've, I've vetted what they say. Obviously, we're not going to sit here and directly lie to you. <laughs> no. But I think it's just a good exercise in being critical. Um, not like being super pessimistic about life, but anything that impacts your future in this, this regard, it's good to, to do your own research as well. Yeah, exactly. And in regards to teachers, if you have guest teachers from the industry, I would recommend keeping keeping in touch with them. This is something we do a lot. Like when, when Mort and I are going around teaching, a lot of students, they, they connect to us and they can ask us a feedback later on as well. And then if, uh, if we know a studio is looking for people, we might recommend these people mm-hmm. or we can just give them good feedback along as well. I, I don't really see students as students. I see students just as, as people. So, yeah. I mean, it's just a great way to for everyone just to uh, just to expand our network. Like we, we've had teachers in the, in the past when we went to school who we then worked with later on, like as, as just professionals day to day next to it. Yeah. So if you just treat them as people, if you end up in that situation, it's not going to be awkward because they were uh, you were being rude to them because they're a teacher or <laughs> the opposite. You know, you're just going to have more friends in the industry. Yeah. Another thing you need to do as well, or we highly recommend you do, is that you contact students at the school who are current students there. I recommend you don't really contact first years because they're still so fresh, but you contact somebody who is in their second or third year. You can Mm. easily find them on LinkedIn, or you can go to the school's website and just see student work. Because that way, they can give you tips and tricks as to how to improve. Maybe there are some teachers who are absolutely amazing and you should just connect with. Maybe you can even meet up with these students when you get there, and they can just introduce you to the network. And in general, it's just a really good idea to keep, keep in touch with or get in touch with current students. There are so many pitfalls off a university, even the best universities, you know, like even if you, you know, you make, you make the Flip Normans University, we try to do the best thing we can do. It's not going to be for everyone. No. So, you know, there are just, you just have to make accommodations for you, how to make the best out of it for yourself. Yeah. And that's what you see with some schools and also like with our videos, sometimes it jives really well with some people and sometimes it just rubs some people the wrong way. And it really depends on the teaching style that fits well for one student or the kind of feedback that they're looking for. It's not, there is one, there isn't like one shoe fits all, especially not when it comes to education. There really isn't. And in regards to this as well, you will get assignments for a school. And we're not talking about essays here. This could be like model a teacup or whatever. And, you know, you need to do it. But this is the bare minimum you need to do. If you only do the assignments you'll be getting uh, as you're starting university, you are not going to be succeeding in university. Because first off, now you're going to have the exact same portfolio as 30 other people or in some schools, like 100 other people. So 
you need to just really do your own work here. Like you need to build personal projects in your spare time and just really excel as much as you humanly can during uh, during your time here. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about assignments that you get at school, like specifically work assignments, is that it's the way I see them is they're not designed the school might think so and a lot of students i think pick up on this they they it might appear that they're designed to go into your portfolio the problem is you're sitting in a class with 20 30 other people that are doing the same assignment you're restricted um you're not working on necessarily what you want to work on and you're under a one or two week constraint to produce something really quickly instead of producing something that you maybe spend four weeks on that would look three times as nice um, that's why I think spending less time on the school assignments, making them okay, but obviously, you know, getting out what you need from them, getting out what you need from the teachers is is, obvi- is, is awesome, but then putting the majority of your time into personal projects, because that's really what's going to make you stand out and excel. Yeah, or you can, it can also be group projects as well. Let's mm-hmm. say you're doing like short films, which are or which are original stories or whatever it might be. They might also be really good portfolio pieces for what uh, for, for what you want to get out of it. But in regards to short films as well, you need to figure out what specifically do you want to get out of the short film. If you're a modeler, a short film might not be the best thing because no. then you have to make so many assets for it, <laughs> and the characters are going to be have to be so simple just because of render time yeah. and rigging and whatever it might be. So if you were to spend like a month making working on a personal piece for a reel or portfolio, that probably is going to be far better spent than doing like a short film Mm. but on the other hand doing a short film means that you're probably going to become a way better communicator yeah so there there are just pros and cons for that like we we have an animation project next to flip normals as well we've been working on and the fact that we worked on short films uh, throughout our studies has really helped that along as well helped us get a better grasp of the entire pipeline and just have to be a team player which is incredibly important yeah i mean it turns out what you're working what you spend your time working on that's what you'll become better at yeah so you know you spend your time doing short films with a small team you'll probably get better at working in small teams doing short films regards to um to like assignments as well a lot of times a studio might give a school a, a specific assignment like hey can you guys make this and and then the school will, then the studio will grade it afterwards or whatever it might be in general i find that to be a terrible idea specifically uh when we were at uh, dneg they had this they had this assignment they would they would pass out to all the other to a lot of schools around it and it was like model a pair of binoculars texture it looked at it and render it the problem with this is that we know how easy this assignment is because they were provided scans photography for everything like perfect lineup plates all these kind of things so even if it was the best damn pair of binoculars ever like it was just kind of worthless when i was reviewing reels at dnang afterwards and they had a pair of binoculars i wouldn't skip the reel i would just skip that section because it was just (laughs) it was just irrelevant to it you'd already seen it a hundred times yeah exactly like it just shows that yeah technically this person can do it but also you know that there is like a there is a right or a wrong answer to this. Yeah. So now you might have a, have a lecturer or a teacher at school who's just going to give people really harsh feedback on it or, you know, perfecting it. There were people at DNA sitting with us and just sitting and doing paint troopers for this. And I feel that if you're, if you're doing a standardized assignment and you have industry professionals giving you feedback on it, how to make it correct, and then you're putting this in your showreel along with like 50 other people from three other schools, like it just, it just doesn't look great even if it's a good piece. Yeah. You need to show some originality and that you you know how to do problem solving. So yeah, I mean, we're, we've kind of been going through a lot now. I think so, yeah. So, a lot of, again, a lot of, every time we bring up schools, it's always a lot of ranting. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> but like, like I mentioned before, I really want people to, you know, 
start thinking critically about this yeah. and all pieces of information that you get presented with no matter who's from uh just think about it you know research it a little bit does it make sense yes or no does it fit you uh yes or no i think that's also important but i think one of the most important things when you're when you if you're going to attend a university you know you're going to attend you've been accepted or whatever it's like it is your focus like yeah. it is the like one of the main points is what do you want to get out of it you know, I, I see that a lot and I see people who do have that focus and are not necessarily because they're specialized, but because they know what they want to get out of it. And that's when the direction they go. Those are the people that excel the most and not the people that just sit around and wait for the assignments to come and just do that. Go home, it's like play some video games and go to sleep. That's that's where the difference is, I think. So if you're starting university now in September or August, late August or September, October, whatever it might be for, for you, I would really recommend that already now you start looking into 3D. If you haven't already, you you know, figure out what software they are using there and yeah. then sign up for, but I believe you can sign up for, uh, for a three-year-old free version of Maya or whatever, Max, whatever it might be. Mm. And then just already start looking into tutorials now. That, that means that you might now be six months ahead of every single other student in that school when it comes to technical things. So when everyone is now starting doing the basics of modeling, which honestly isn't that hard to learn, you can now take your art to the next level. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would highly recommend doing that. Yeah, so that about wraps it up. Or another rant about schools. <laughs> yeah. uh, let us know if you want to see uh, more uh, rants about schools in the future um, by leaving a comment down below, liking and subscribing. And don't forget to turn on notifications so you can be notified every time we put out a new video. Thanks for watching.